Jeff Power, Senior Writer for Real-Time Fantasy Sports. And this is the first ever Real-Time Fantasy Sports podcast. We're very excited to bring you this new feature on our site. This is going to be a weekly feature. Uh, We're going to interview some of the top fantasy experts in the industry, as well as some of the top fantasy players. So we're going to give you a little bit of a different perspective when it comes to fantasy advice. We're not only going to bring in the experts, but we're also going to bring in the top players. So we hope we, you make this a weekly destination uh, for your listening pleasure. We're going to bring you some of the top experts and players to help you get ready on a weekly basis as well as ready for the coming season like we're going to do this week. Our first guest is going to be Curtis Guzman, who's a co-worker of mine here at Real Time Fantasy Sports. He's a contributing writer, and we're going to talk a little fantasy football and what's going on at this point of the season. So uh, without further ado, here's our interview with Curtis Guzman. And I am joined now by Curtis Guzman of Real-Time Fantasy Sports. Curtis is a co-worker of mine, and he's our first ever podcast guest. Uh, Curtis, thanks a lot for being on with me today. Appreciate it. Absolutely. Thanks for having me, Jeff. Glad to start talking about football and new podcasts for our customers and fans and uh, getting excited with training camps starting to open up for a couple different teams. So it should be a good time. Yeah, let's just jump right into it. I'm also going to throw in my two cents on a few of these subjects as well, but uh, I just want to talk about drafts right now. Uh, I know there's a lot of drafts already going on. It's very early, but I know you watch a lot of drafts and you monitor a lot of drafts and you also participate in them. So you're seeing a lot of of, uh, early trends probably. Is anything standing out to you right now? I know last year it was a zero running back uh, theory. Uh, Anything like that standing out to you this year? Yeah, we definitely moved away from that. Uh, a lot of running backs going early. David Johnson, Ezekiel Elliott, Le'Veon Bell, the list goes on. Uh, one running back that's going higher than I probably would have thought originally is Jordan Howard. Uh, had a great rookie year last year, 1,300 yards, averaged over five yards a carry. Uh, just think I'm a little surprised to see him ahead of some other proven commodities such as Sean McCoy, Todd Gurley, you know, a couple different running backs out there. He's has a lot of talent, a lot of potential, but I, I like consistency and I'm a little hesitant to go with a, you know, first round or first year player who's only had one year to show. You know, I think Todd Gurley, Doug Martin, Jeremy Hill, these guys had great rookie years and then they kind of dropped off their second year. So I wonder if we're going to have that problem with Howard or maybe he could keep it going. Yeah, you already you already touched on it a little bit, but I wanted to talk about ADP thoughts a little bit. Uh, I know it's early, but are there any players right now that's going higher or lower than you expected? Yeah, someone else that stood out to me. Uh, I was a little surprised Brandon Cooks was uh, as high as he was. I know you have some thoughts on him, too. Uh, I think he's good and a great offense, but there's a lot of targets to compete there in the situation with Edelman, Amendola, Chris Hogan, Michael Mitchell. So I wonder uh, if he's going to be maybe as big, you know, people compare him to kind of Randy Moss and how that offense did back then, but uh, I don't know if I quite see that with him. Yeah, I agree with Cooks as well. I just worry about uh, his size in the red zone. I just don't know if he's going to get a lot of touchdowns. I think they're going to look for Gronk more. I mean, uh, I think he could be the third option many times. I, I do think he's definitely going to have some big games. His overall numbers probably will be pretty good in the end, but I think he could be a little more inconsistent than fantasy teams would like. And another guy I'll throw in there with ADP is Christian McCaffrey. 
Uh, he's at 38 right now. His overall ADP is about 38 right now in our current uh, rankings for that. And I think that's a little high for him, especially since it's kind of unknown if he's going to start. Jonathan Stewart could still start, and he's likely to get the goal line work, so that could cut down on McCaffrey's uh, touchdown production. I do think he has great total yardage potential in that offense, but I just think 38 is too high for me for McCaffrey. So uh, those are my thoughts on ADP, and uh, I know I, I talked about you watching a lot of drafts as well. Uh, I wanted to talk about uh, mistakes you see owners make on draft day. Is, is there anything you see uh, owners do that you think they can correct for this coming season? Something that I see every year, uh, at least with a handful of people, is just maybe going and uh, following runs um, as they happen during the draft. You know, you typically might have a run early on QBs with some of your top-tier guys like Ragey, uh, sorry, Rogers, Brady, Breeze. If you can get one of those top guys, then that's great, but you shouldn't reach. You know, if you see those guys go off the board, you shouldn't go and reach for uh, Phillip Rivers or Andy Dalton or maybe, I don't know, depending on where you have Big Ben. But uh, it's important to kind of wait it out if you don't get those top tier guys. Take advantage of that. Maybe go after another running back or receiver or maybe go, you know, get a top tier tight end. Uh, just, just kind of stick to your board, your beliefs, and, and don't always follow the runs. You know, you, you have to sometimes, but uh, don't reach for a player when you can get them two rounds later. Yeah, I think that's great advice. And is there anything that you do specifically on draft day that you think could be helpful to fantasy uh, players? Do you have any tips in that area? Yeah, along the same lines, I just like to make my own draft board. Uh, I like to kind of list maybe the top 200 players, I think, overall. And then that way I can stick to that. You know, I'm not caught off guard if my pick's taken, you know, am I on a player and he's taken right before I'm up, or maybe if I'm not paying attention, then I try to go for a player who's actually already taken. So I like to have my own rankings. That way I can just simply cross off who's been taken, and I have an idea of, you know, what I want to attack. I have some flexibility typically where I might, okay, coming in the second round, I'm kind of eyeing six or seven players, but at least I'm prepared and I know who I want. I'm not reaching not panicking, and I have a plan of attack for the draft. Yeah, I think it is very important to have rankings, uh, your own rankings, especially because this is a mistake I see owners make. Is just they print out a ranking from some website or they get a magazine and use that ranking, and it's not specific to their league rules. You need to know your league rules in and out. So if you don't have time to do a top 200 like you do, Curtis, but uh, you could get somebody's rankings, go to our website, go to our draft guide, which is free and you can uh, uh, get our rankings from there and just tweak them to what uh, works for your league. So I highly recommend that people uh, you know, know your rules inside and out when it comes to uh, ranking your players. And along those same lines, lines as well, Curtis, is, is there any player that you're specifically targeting this year? You were talking about your rankings. Is there anybody that you are, uh, you're going to go hard after in your drafts? Yeah, so I don't typically target maybe one specific player. I don't want to maybe reach for him earlier than than he's worth, but I I like to try to find values in, in all the drafts, of course. So, you know, for example, LaShawn McCoy and Devontae Freeman falling maybe a little more than I expected when you have guys like Melvin Gordon and Jordan Howard ahead of them. Uh, Devontae Adams had a breakout year last year. I like his potential uh, going forward still opposite Jordy Nelson 
high-powered offense. Uh, Tyreek Hill is not going to surprise anybody this year, but I think people might still be wondering, you know, what's his role, how many uh, carries or receptions he could be worth. So I like him. And then uh, someone who still surprises people year in and year out is Larry Fitzgerald. There's always been questions of his age, you know, these past couple of years, but he, he continues to produce. and I think he could be a solid number two receiver and, uh, I might go for him a little earlier than, than a lot of other people because, again, about those questions of his age. Yeah, uh, every year it seems like uh, everybody's waiting for Fitzgerald to start slipping, and he just keeps getting it done. And I, I agree. I think he could be good value again for this coming season. Uh, and I also wanted to talk about two specific players, two guys on the rise, two guys a lot of fantasy teams like this coming season, Marcus Mariota and Jameis Winston. So out of those two, who would you rather have on your team? Fantasy perspective, I'm definitely leaning towards Jameis Winston. I think, you know, the uh, Buccaneers draft two rookies, tight end O.J. Howard, wide receiver Chris Godwin. You already had Mike Evans in place, and now you had Deshaun Jackson in free agency as well. I mean, Winston's just absolutely loaded with weapons this year. Uh, we've seen him already throw for 4,000 yards in his two first years. Um, hopefully that completion percentage rises, but he's definitely worth a lot of touchdowns and I think this is a high-powered offense, so it'll probably be pass-first. Uh, what are your thoughts with those two players? Yeah, I think those guys are a coin flip, uh, and it's a tough call. But for me, I'm actually uh, going to go the opposite of you, and I like Mariota just a little better just because he's done so well in the red zone uh, since he's come into the league. He rarely turns the ball over down there. He has a great uh, completion percentage in the red zone, and he just scores touchdowns. And I don't like his weapons as much as Winston, but I like his running game and offensive line better. So. I think that's a plus for Mariota. I give him a slight edge over Winston, but I'd be happy with either of those guys this year. Uh, and training camp, uh, uh, changing gears a little bit here, training camp started for most teams. Uh, most players have reported, and they're in camp already, and practices are going on. Is there anything that you're interested in watching this training camp? Any specific position battles or injuries, anything along those lines that you're going to keep an eye on in training camp this year? Yeah, uh, Andrew Luck is uh, definitely a situation to keep an eye on. He's probably going to be high on a lot of draft boards. Uh, but what is his health situation with after coming off of soldier surgery? So uh, it's reported he just started throwing, so that's obviously a step forward, but that's still a long way from being able to participate in contact drills and, and being ready to go for the season. So I want to watch how he progresses. Uh, Mike Williams' injury, hopefully surgery's off the table now, but still want to keep an eye on that. Uh, and the Zeke Elliott situation, we're still unsure uh, what the league or the team can do as far as discipline with the domestic violence issues from last year. So uh, curious to see, you know, if he gets suspended, how many games, you know, how that could affect his draft stock. Yeah, those are all very intriguing storylines. I think the Elliott thing, everybody wants to see that just get over with, so we have an idea what's going to happen. I mean, for me right now, I'm still not dropping them in my rankings just yet, but it's definitely something I want to keep an eye on, so uh, stay tuned to the uh, our latest player notes and check the Twitter feeds to get, get all that latest info on Elliott. We should know shortly, hopefully. And what what else can fantasy players learn from training camp, though? I mean, I know we always hear a lot about Certain players uh, looking great in camp and practices, lighting it up, and this guy's going to be the next uh, Randy Moss or whoever. Uh, what should fantasy players really be watching in training camp? 
Yeah, you kind of alluded to it, especially with the rookies. People tend to get really excited about new acquisitions or rookies in training camp. Uh, it's definitely important to keep an eye on them. Uh, players like Leonard Fournette, you know, people are excited about what he can do in the Jaguars offense. I think he could be you know, a touchdown machine. Uh, my concern with a player such as him, example, is can he stay on the field for all three downs? You know, What is his involvement in the passing game? Uh, O.J. Howard with Tampa, is he going to start right away? What's his involvement? Uh, Corey Davis, Tennessee Titans, you know, what's his injury situation? Will he be ready to go? Can he compete for first-team snaps right away? So I always keep an eye on the rookies. Uh, I don't try to get too excited about what you hear out of training camp, but it's, it's important to at least get an idea. Uh, you alluded to Christian McCaffrey earlier. I'm curious to see as to what his role will be. You know, We talked about will he start Will the re, uh, Panthers use him as a receiving threat in the return game. So rookies and then the injuries, kind of like we alluded to with Andrew Luck and Mike Williams, uh, always things that I keep an eye on in training camp. Yeah, there's always a lot of hype about certain players, and you also hear rumors getting floated around, like the the new ones, Carlos Hyde, there's uh, talk that he might not even make the team. And as we know right now, he stands to be the number one back for the 49ers and a team that should run the ball a lot. So that's definitely a situation I would probably watch as well. But some of the stuff you have to just take with a grain of salt. So uh, don't don't get too high and don't get too low over training camp reports. That's my advice to everybody. So Curtis, that was our first show. I really appreciate you uh, being our first guest, and we will definitely definitely have you on again. Uh, thanks a lot for being on today. Appreciate it. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Uh, a lot of fun. Getting, just getting started here, so hopefully we'll talk again soon. I'm glad to be a part of it. Sounds great. Thanks a lot, Curtis. All right, that was our interview with Curtis Guzman of Real-Time Fantasy Sports, and this has been your first ever Real-Time Fantasy Sports podcast. We really appreciate you listening, and please join us again next week when we have another great guest on to break down more fantasy football information for the coming season. Have a great week. This has been Jeff Power for Real-Time Fantasy Sports. (laughs) 